This episode of Expat Podcast in Netherlands, an interview with Syra and Elise. Elise is from the USA, Syra is Dutch. They both have a passion for theater. Together they started the Orange Theater Company. In this podcast, they tell you all about it. Orange Theater Company, what kind of company is that? So it's an English-speaking theater company here in Amsterdam. And um, Syra and I started the company to truly bring the internationals and the Dutch together in a culturally relevant way and to produce theater, which we both are very passionate yeah. about. Yeah, because are you, are you like actors? Are you writers? Are you producers? What is your background? Um, so we both have a little bit different backgrounds. Um, I've been in theater since I was very young and I've grown up as an actor, as a singer, as a dancer. And then I went to musical theater school in New York for singing, acting and dancing. But I've also been a stage manager and a technician. So a very broad experience and in theater. Yeah, I grew up with it because my mother was into theater. So it was almost ingrained that, you know, you just, it is what it is. I was going to rehearsals when I was young. Yeah. (laughs) In New York. So you had like a real education there and experience. Yeah. So when I was younger, I was in a town close to Boston in Massachusetts. Uh Um, And then when I moved to New York, I was 18 and I went to school for musical theater. Wow. And then your whole experience came with all different things that you've done so far. Yeah, all different things. I mean, I've I've done lighting design, I've done props, I've done costumes, I've done every kind of aspect of it. But um, I do love acting and singing and directing as well. So, so yeah, yeah, and Cyrus has been a bit of a different road as well. Yeah, because your background, Cyrus, is Dutch. You're Dutch. Yeah. And uh, so how did you meet in the first place? Well, we were part of a theater group and um, that's where we met. And then we both kind of realized that uh, it's weird that there's not one English language theater company in Amsterdam that really tries to um, bring Dutch and internationals together on a regular basis. Because there, there are other companies yeah. who do theater there, in There are quite a lot and especially in the last few years, there's uh, many that have popped up. But there weren't companies that we wanted to be part of because I'm also an actress. My background is in acting. I started in New York and then I moved to London, came back to Amsterdam. And we both really wanted a sort of a consistency and high quality in productions. And we didn't see that there was this, um, yeah, like like one company that produced a season and also really wanted to build that audience base in a, I think, constructive way and we're kind of we were both kind of like that's weird there's so many people who live in Amsterdam and surrounding areas and, who and they don't like speak. this kind of thing they don't well they there's not a lot of entertainment for them except for concerts maybe or stand up but not not really uh throughout the year English language theater no so you said let's do that let's yeah, do it together yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> let's do that and let's build something that a theater company that we would want to be part of Ah, and, and so what is so special about, it's called orange, so that's probably to do with the orange royal family, I guess. The orange yeah, color. it's the not, it's the not, I mean, orange is also, besides obviously that came from the royal family, but it's the Dutch national color. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so orange seed company. So the purpose to, was to do this in the Netherlands, That that's what you decided, because you, you didn't meet in the Netherlands, did you? We did meet in the Netherlands. Oh, you did? Yes. In Amsterdam. You were already here. I was already here, um, and we met like Cyrus said, in another company. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we really wanted to just do something that would bring the internationals and the Dutch together. 
um, because it's something that I found as an international here, people stick to their own little like caverns, their own little bubbles. And it, it found it very odd because I have a Dutch partner that I was just automatically thrown into Dutch culture. And I used to live out in um, Kogan de Zan, which is a very small town. So it was very filled with Dutch culture and very much so like nobody would speak English. And um, so I found that when I was working in Amsterdam, I would meet these families and these people who they didn't know any Dutch people and they were living in a Dutch country. And it was very confusing to me. So because you, you had the whole, whole different experience. You were with a Dutch partner. That's why you came to the Netherlands. Yeah, so it's a, a bit of a confusing story in a way, but um, I came as an au pair uh, about seven years ago and I came for a year with an American family. Mm -hmm. And that experience was very different because I was obviously living with the American family and most of my friends were au pairs or nannies. So I was a very international community anyway. Um, it was for people all over the world, from Hungary, from the UK, from everywhere. But it was still mainly we spoke English and it was very closed off to the Dutch culture as well. But then when I met my partner, I met him the last three months I was here. So I ended up moving back to the US for two years while being in this relationship. And then I moved here again five years ago. And had a completely different experience. Completely different experience. And well, kind you of were just... really into the Dutch life, I hear. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Totally different. And, and you said that's actually part of what you wanted to achieve with the theater. Yeah, I think, you know, Syra and I started talking and I said, you know, I see all these people who are internationals and they've moved here and they don't meet Dutch people because, I mean, I think Syra can expand more, but I feel like Dutch people live here, so they already have their networks. Yeah, They're not searching for internationals to be friends with, of course, but internationals who, who are here, it, you don't leave your own bubble because you have the people around you and you're part of the international groups and you meet people that are here for the same reasons. So you really don't broaden your horizons and actually go out and meet Dutch people. Yeah. Sarah, how, how did that go for you? Because when I hear you talk about your past, you've been outside of the country many times. Mm -hmm. So would you consider yourself to be very Dutch or are you more like an international person? You know what? I realize when I'm Dutch, when I'm abroad or when I'm amongst non-Dutch, then I notice that I'm Dutch. But in general, I like to think I'm quite, yeah, like um, I'm, my view has always been very international, whether it's focusing on news, whether it's meeting people, whether it's moving abroad. For me, for example, when I moved to New York and London, if I didn't have things to do or people to meet up with, I went to the cinemas or to the theater. And that's where you, I always met, especially in New York, because Americans are very open. You just meet people in the lobby and then they say, let's go for a wine or let's have a discussion later. So that was a, like a pivotal experience for me, like theater or art in general brings people together from all different backgrounds. And um, yeah, I, I that, that's what you had experienced. That's what I experienced. Yeah. And I wouldn't say ugh, my personal mission is not per se to, to, to say, uh, I want Dutch people to meet internationals. I mean, that's it. I just want to focus on, you know, telling really great stories on the stage that can bring in every nationality. 
And yeah, that's that's kind of what we're doing here. And a great side effect would be if those bubbles were broken and those barriers were broken down. It's not, not that's the main purpose, but it's nice if it happens, right? Well, if that's the main purpose, we could have done an international like football team. You know, that is, I think, our it main has purpose. To be about theater for you. Of course, yeah. that is what is our driver. But the amazing side effect of of yeah, telling English language stories and uh, producing English language plays is that we can connect those communities. So it's mm. a great and a very important side effect because we notice in our own experiences as well how how great it is to to get away from your bubble and to have really great discussions about um, uh, stories that you've saw or human experiences that you've saw that you've seen. And talk to people who you wouldn't normally talk to, and um, and I've also noticed a kind of like in the Netherlands as well. There's also sometimes a little bit of a oh, the internationals are taking over. You know, you cannot order a coffee, and and you have to speak English. So I think it's so important to connect those communities because even in yeah, I've noticed that maybe more so in London as well. It's like people if you if if you live together in the same city and you make use of the same things, but you don't feel there's any connection, yeah, it, it also can cause sometimes a sort of a um, friction friction or uh, barriers. And ah. it's just a shame, especially because the Netherlands and, and Amsterdam as well, they we always like to think we're very international, right? As Dutch people, we always think like, oh, yeah, uh, we have a very international mindset. Uh, you question that. So, yeah, I mean, in business, we absolutely do. I wouldn't <laughs> challenge that. For, but if I even look at, like, when I think of my Dutch friends, most people are like, after 10 minutes talking English, they kind of like prefer to go back to Dutch. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, I, I don't know how you feel about I see it. He's nodding. Yeah, yeah, you recognize uh, it. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, you, you're very, of course, with your work and your interests, are very internationally. Like your mindset is very international, but how many of your Dutch friends or family do you yeah, know I that recognize really? What you're saying yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. In, in 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 this matter, it's like for you, theater comes first. Absolutely. And, but there is a sort of hidden purpose underneath, which yes. is connecting people yeah. who have the same passion and connect them. And then when I look at your cooperation, you're also you need to sort of form a bridge between the two of you because you come from different backgrounds. Yeah. Of course, you have to shared interests. But, you know, United States, Netherlands, working together in a company as directors, how does that go? Yeah, I think we we just recognize each other's differences. And I think Syra and I are both quite good at recognizing our own weaknesses and strengths. Mm -hmm. And I do think we complement each other quite well. And I think it might have a lot to do with culture, but also just personalities in general. Mm -hmm. um, what I lack, she has, and what she lacks, I have. So I think in that aspect, our two cultures actually mesh well in this kind of business. Um, and also, yeah. it's funny, when we first met, I had a real conversation about starting a the English language company that we wanted to be part of. We literally sat down for 10 minutes, remember, in the yeah. cafe? And we just, Elise had, we both had the similar, a similar idea of what we wanted it to be, but we focused on different aspects of it. 
And we just looked at each other. It was, li- and you're not a hugger at the beginning, you know, you're no. also kind of, no. <laughs> so, but the funny thing was, at, literally, we both, we stood up. It was really weird. We hugged each other and we just said to each other, let's do this. Yeah. And we literally spent 10 to 15 minutes talking about it. Yeah, I think we just both saw that our goals were in line and that we both brought something to the table that maybe the other one hadn't thought about. And we were like, okay, the rest will fall into place. We'll make it work. It was just a gut feeling of this is what we're going to do now. And we're going to walk away and we know we're going to do this for the next few years. So... Yeah. Yeah. So we are we're a few years down the line now. And uh, so what's your experience so far? So what what has been really um, a result so far that you're really proud of? To be honest, I think our most recent result of raising the six thousand euros to be able to put on the last five years was quite affirming for us. And not just because we raised the money, but because the money didn't come from friends or family or ensemble members, it came from people who see what we're doing and believe in what we're doing. And I think for me personally, that was a turning point because we saw, okay, we're not just reaching friends and family that support us and want us to succeed. We're now reaching a wider audience that sees the potential of what this could be and really does want English theater in Amsterdam. Yeah, I can imagine that's yeah. satisfying that you actually achieved that. Absolutely. So there, there's no uh, trouble around finance at the moment. There is, no. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's to be honest... That's what usually with theatres. No, it's, first of all, we're a foundation. Uh, with, uh, we're actually cha- a charity. Um, and uh, so we're not in it for the money. We've never been in it for no. the money. But... Um, if you really want to pay everyone fairly and you want your creative talent to be paid, a production costs more than 60,000 euros. You can hardly break that even with ticket sales. You'll most likely stand to lose. Uh, and I'm not want to go into the boring details, but if you look at the big uh, cultural institutions, National Opera and Ballet, International Theatre Amsterdam, like they're more than half, almost two thirds. Um, okay, I don't want to, but they have so much uh, financial support from the governments. You cannot make art, not in the way that we do, just by ticket sales or commercial stuff. So is there enough money? Not at all. But in this phase, we feel like we get the support when we really need it. So that's good. Yeah. But if you really want to run a durable (laughs) uh, English language theater company that pays everyone's Fairly, no, we need to get support from the bigger grants at yeah, one point. I understand. Yeah. So what's what's your, your future plans? You know, when this whole COVID uh, crisis is over and you're back on track as a theater, what, what would you like to achieve? It's actually continuing what we've been doing so far. So it is, first of all, putting up really compelling and uh, um, original, beautiful plays. And uh, second of all, keep growing our audience. So I think our goal is for in 10 years to come, there's still Orange Theatre Company, whether Elise and I are part of it or not. Uh, it has become such an important cultural institution in Amsterdam that can keep providing uh, high-quality English theatre to everybody who wants to see it in Amsterdam and can keep giving a important platform and a creative outlet and work for all the uh, talent that wants to be involved in the productions. Mm-hmm. So it's a durable, long-term goal where 
that's going to be there even if we're not there or fall away. Uh, for I think for next year, it's mostly about keep growing artistically, keep growing our audience and um, yeah, doing what we love to do best, which is reading a play, getting or a musical, getting very enthusiastic about it and like we want people to come to the theater and just spend two hours in the dark and walk away whether they are just entertained, inspired, or they've learned something. And that's all we want to do. Those three possible goals. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I, would, I wouldn't want to pivot myself, just those three, but yeah. But it is, yeah. it's entertaining, it needs to be inspiring, but also that you walk away and you might have grown or learned or, uh, yeah. Or see something from someone else's perspective. Educational in some yeah. sort of way. Yeah, yeah I, I see. And the players in your, in your plays, uh, where did they come from? all over the world right now i believe we have close to 10 different nationalities within our ensemble and our ensemble consists of 30 people um and they're actors writers technicians um so very very international yes mm. so it's a cross-cultural <laughs> experience in a way oh absolutely and i mean i feel like we also have so many conversations in rehearsals and in meetings about the differences in culture and and still things that maybe even shock me and took me by surprise. And can, you, can you give an example? Um, yeah, actually, we just did Dutchman last November. It seems like it was yesterday. It was but... our last play. <laughs> That's why it feels like yesterday. Yeah. And we, we had somebody in the play from Kenya and somebody in the play from Brazil. And we had a discussion afterwards about how they can't walk alone at night as women on the streets. For me as an American, in their hometown. In, yeah, in their hometown, mm -hmm. they have to either take a cab or they just don't leave their houses after it turns dark. And for me as an American, I was kind of sh shocked that, I mean, I know that that still exists, but because it's not ever been an issue in my life, I forget sometimes that that is still a very predominant issue in some countries. And it's just very interesting and, and eye-opening to be around people who have completely different backgrounds, but have the same passion and, and have all these relatable aspects to their lives. But you see, yeah, they grew up completely different than you grew yeah, up. Yeah, I and, can imagine. Yeah. That, that would make this rehearsal process very interesting, I'd say. Well, to be honest, it, that because we're all like professionals and when you're part of a craft, it's not that making theater in America is so much different than in the Netherlands or in Brazil or stuff. So I think um, obviously when it comes to views or interpretations of character, maybe, but the process itself, the work process is kind of like with any other work, line of work where you work with international teams, if you have the same background, skill set and goal. You, you recognize the professional way to how to do this. Ab oh, like absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It just doesn't makes... matter where you come from. No, no, yeah. no. It just makes the conversations afterwards very interesting. But not yeah. in the process itself. No, in no. the process, it's it's strictly business. We, you know, we do the performances and we do the rehearsals and we make sure the expectations of people are, are up front and we tell them the guidelines that we stick to with, you know, these are the things that we expect during rehearsals and we've never had an issue with somebody saying because of a different of a nationality culture, no. or background that they weren't off book or something yeah. Yeah. and i feel like theater is a very disciplined craft no matter yeah. where you are yeah. and i feel like the rules are quite international yeah right yeah. okay and how about the, um, the the people that come to watch it right are they very mixed yes so in the beginning it was uh 60 dutch 40 international when we first started out 
It's also probably because in the beginning our networks are, you know, quite Dutch as well. Uh, but in the last two and a half years, it has really, yeah, it almost um, changed to 60% international, 40% Dutch. So that's really nice. And and we always want to make sure that we also, you know, keep engaging the Dutch because we're not only here for non-Dutch speakers. We're here for everyone who but wants to see But it's rather hype still, 40% Dutch yeah. people yeah. actually come to... Yeah, yeah, I think that has to, to do... To enjoy a, a, an, an English-speaking English play, actually. Yeah, but I think there's a lot of Dutch that also read certain books in English, right? Because mm -hmm. they think yeah. the translation is not yeah. the way they want it to. And I think it's the same experiences, uh, experience. And also, I think, as especially the younger generations, they only hear English, I feel like. So I think English has become a more natural second language without, you know, it taking too much effort to listen to it or to see it or read it. Um, but again, I think people who really love the theater, they sometimes want to see theater in the language that it's written and don't always want to see a translation. That's an interesting thing, right? What you're yeah. saying, because we, before we spoke about the everyday life, yeah. where it seems to be a bit, um, you know, worlds apart, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The Dutch world and the international world. And here it seems to be coming together. Yeah. Like Dutch people interested in English language theater and want to read it and enjoy it in the original language yeah yeah so maybe in a way it's like an example the theater in terms of being interculturally connected with one another is it fair to say yeah yeah absolutely and i think it's also one of the drivers why we believe there's so much value in orange theater company as well not only just um just also in the long run because um i mean it's it's very important and i think that discussion is taking place in the Netherlands as well, being aware that the Dutch language is preserved, mm -hmm. but uh, also being very much, you know, aware of the reality that everything has become so much more international in the past year. So it's only great if you, I think you provide a great platform where you explore those different topics. Mm. It's interesting because there, there's a goal underneath, right? It's, mm. it's about intercultural connecting people and it's the love of theater. Would it be imaginable to start uh, like branches of your company in the countryside? Good question. Because I do think yeah. we're focused more in um, the cities where there's a lot of non-Dutch speaking people as well. Uh, and I come from the well countryside, I wouldn't say I'm from a city, but I come from the south, from Venlo in Limburg. Mm -hmm. And uh, there the focus is also international, but very much more focused on the German markets and everybody speaks German. Uh, in Maastricht, for example, in the south, a lot of people speak French. So um, it's not so much that I don't think there's a market there. I think there's just a different focus and a different priority. Whereas in the bigger cities here, in the, um, on the, yeah, if we think about international cities as Rotterdam, also The Hague, um, Amsterdam, but don't forget Eindhoven, oh, okay. very Eindhoven. international as well because of the companies that work there. And then there. you mean international English language. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. So it would be imaginable that in a few years time, maybe five, seven years, you would have like other departments of your company in those cities? Well, I don't know about departments, but I do think we, we've talked about this already, but also touring mm -hmm. our oh, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. I mean, at this point, we, we still are not stable enough and you know we haven't created that foundation big enough to do that 
But I think we would love to do that. It would mean more people get to see each production. It would mean we get to broaden it out to people who maybe wouldn't come all the way to Amsterdam to see a production. And I think there definitely is a market in different cities as well. So yeah. so if there's any outbranching, it would be extending our runs of a production and let that production travel. Like touring. 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 Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing this all with us and um, well, recommend people to enjoy your next play and that we don't know exactly when it's going to be, right? Well, as of this very moment, it is on November 13th okay. through the 21st. Um, but most likely after tonight, we will have to move it and all the information will be on our website. But it's not going to be canceled. It's going to be postponed. If postponed. Yes. 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 We won't so you get... have to keep an eye on the website. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, people will find the website underneath of this uh, podcast so uh, they can always find you. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs>